children do not come with directions. If you haven't realized this already, no matter the age, you could have one child or 10 and not one is the same. Each person has their own likes, dislikes, and ways of doing things. What one child responds to, the other may not. So welcome to It Wasn't in the Manual, The Art of Parenting Your Own Way. This panel discussion is all about hearing each other, sharing perspectives and stories, and gathering as a community in this journey called parenthood. Welcome to the space. Hello, everybody. Hello, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, um, expecting parents, parents that are adults that want to be parents. Welcome to the space. I am so looking forward to this conversation. It is going to be so, so lit up. <laughs> the holidays hold a lot of meaning, emotions, traditions. Hold on, everybody. I can't read it. Blocks. <laughs> it blocks my, uh, okay, I'll wait until everybody gets up and then I will read. <laughs> because I can't read my blurb right now. Okay, so I'm going to wait for everybody else to join in. So my guests can join in and come up and we'll go on to mute and then I will do the introduction. I'm so happy that everybody's here. This is going to be such a wonderful conversation. So Ellen, you can invite yourself up to the space next to the colorful creative circle are the other circles that say tap here to call in you're probably going to press the fourth one or so there we go just go on mute when you come up please and there is one other person let's see georgette you can come up as well So again, next to that colorful creative circle, probably press the fifth button, I would say, either the fourth or the fifth button, and that should bring you up. Kiosha is not here. Where is she? So as we're waiting for, for Georgette to come up, let's see if we can get you up here because I don't want to start reading and then get it blocked off again. So. Georgette, if you could come up to the stage, and if you're having some kind of an issue, let me know. Type it in the chat box below, and I can see what's going on. If you need to exit and come back in, you can do that as well. And I hope everybody is good. I'm going to reach out to Kiosha while we're waiting for... There's Georgette. Okay, great. And I'm going to see where she is. Okay, great. So Georgette, if you could go on mute, please. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Let me just reach out to Kiosha and see where she is. And then I am going to read um, the opening. Okay, so the holidays hold a lot of meaning, emotions, traditions, joy, excitement, and stress for individuals and families. 
As parents, we are learning and navigating our way through this thing called parenting. And we often take our stories along with us or make a concerted effort to make it different as we become moms and dads. This conversation will be juicy as we explore beyond the surface of the holidays. So I will introduce myself and then I'm going to have my guests introduce themselves. And um, Karen, I can see you. I'm not sure if you're up here. I do see that you're up here. If you need to be invited back up, then invite yourself, then exit and invite yourself back up again. So my name is Hollis Citron, and I am um, I have two children that are 19 and 22. And I'm going to have each guest, I'm going to call on them, and then we they will unmute and say their name and how many children they have. So Karen, why don't you go first? Sure. I am Karen Cooper, and I have two children. Thank you. And maybe if we can say their ages too, just so we can kind of get a range. So Karen, how old? Uh, my daughter is 21 and my son is 16. Thank you. Kelly. Hi there. Um, my name is Kelly Harris and I actually have three children. They are 12, 9, and 3 going on 13 plus the oldest. Thank you. And Kelly, you sound really low again. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe we can try and do what we did before where we got it to work, but it's hard to hear you. Um, so hopefully that will get fixed. Okay. Ellen. Hi, I'm Ellen Crane Rosker. Um, I have two sons age 19 and 23. Thank you. And Georgette. Hello, I'm Georgette LePage and I have one son who is 19. Thank you. You know, I wasn't even thinking about it, but it seems like we all have kids that are up in that age, up in that age range, upper teens to um, early 20s. So except for Kelly has um, some younger, which is great. So hopefully everything will be good with sound. Um, okay, so let's dive into this. So this space, everybody is all about a free flowing conversation structured around some questions. And if you want to chime in, it's not just going to be me leading it. If you have something to say, you want to add on, please feel free to just jump right in and um, unmute yourself. So I'm going to start off with kind of just skimming the surface um, and asking this question. And then whoever wants to jump in first, was the holidays, it's kind of a two-part question, was the holidays important to your family as you were a kid? And have you kept traditions from that time and or created new ones? So whoever wants to jump in with I that first. That. Oh, okay. Okay, go ahead, Georgette. Okay. Um, yes, I'm the oldest of six. So we had a very big family and, and a big extended family. And we had so many traditions. And um, yes, I mean, everything from our elves that watched us at Christmas to just what we ate, we gathered, um, so many things that I kept what I could because with six, it was different, you know, then I only have one. And, um, you know, I, my mom was superwoman, And so I have chosen the ones <laughs> that I can maintain and do, but I, I like to pass that on to my son. So, 
yes, I pass on as much as I can. And I like to make new traditions that are unique to our family. Mm, can you give us a, an example of a newer tradition? Yes, a newer tradition is that we go to a tree lighting every year. Um, we always have uh, every single year with Matthew. And um, we didn't have those growing up. Um, that wasn't kind of a thing. We were from a very small town, so that wasn't even an option for us. So we, we like to do that. That's a big deal to us. And then to go around and see the Christmas lights as well. So then what was one tradition that you did keep? Uh, the biggest tradition was probably the elves. We had a bunch of little doll elves that would magically appear um, <laughs> when the Christmas decorations came out and they would watch over us and report back to Santa <laughs> about all our <laughs> behavior. It's very, very uh, effective. And, um, you know, once some of the older ones grew out of the tradition, we just joined along with the younger ones. So that's something we have kept. And at this point, the elves are a little less active, of course, here at my house, but they're still here. My own set. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Okay. Who is next? Uh, I'll go. And I just love the fact that you have the elves. I just think that's adorable. Like, that's just so sweet. Um, they were a big deal growing up for sure. Um, my aunt lived on Long Island and we would, you know, I lived in Brooklyn and we would trek out to Long Island and, you know, and, and my grandparents and Hanukkah was, and we would get like a million gifts. We didn't do eight nights, but it was like a big production. And, you know, we had a big meal and the whole thing, uh, growing up. Um, and we look forward to it every year. And, um, I just decided, I actually, I have two kids and we, we don't spend a lot of time with our extended family like I did growing up. So what I decided to do was my, my kids invited their friends over mm -hmm. who may, you know, who may not have ever experienced Hanukkah. Um, so we always had a lot of kids, especially when my kids were younger here and introducing them to everything. And one of the traditions that I, that, so it was a, just, just, it was a tradition of having a big production, people coming over and having an open house. But the one tradition that I started, you know, in my house that still to this day we do, um, I call it the latka line. We make latkes, we make potato pancakes from scratch. Literally, we peel the potatoes, the whole thing. And um, now that they're older, they don't necessarily care about it, but I still have to make them. Um, so, so I made them this year. <laughs> and they're all gone, mind you. Like 40 of them are gone. But that's it. It's it. And we look forward to it every year. Like, it's just the thing. My daughter came in from college. You know, she lives in Delaware, really, but she came in for the weekend. Like, it's a whole, it's still a production just on a small scale. Mm, love that. Thank you for sharing. It is. It's those traditions and those, it's just the gathering aspect, the connection. So, so wonderful. Thank you. Okay. Who else is next? So Kiyosha, I know that you just joined in. So the question is, is was the holidays important to your family as a kid? And have you kept traditions and, or created new ones? Oh, thank you. Sorry, I'm late. I, I mean, Texas okay. is experiencing weather like we know we normally don't experience. <laughs> so everything's really? going nuts. But um, yeah, no problem. So we yes, so we celebrate, we celebrate Christmas. And as a kid, it was extremely important to us. My grandparents um, always had us all gather around Christmas Eve night. That was the tradition in my family. We would actually open gifts on Christmas Eve as a like a collective. That's my aunts, my uncles, my first cousins, my mom, of course. Um, and then on Christmas Day, 
you would actually open presents at your own house. So okay. we exchanged gifts the night before, and then we opened gifts at our own houses on Christmas Day. We have not kept up the tradition, honestly. It's just been so different since my grandparents haven't been here. Um, so in our family, my gr- my mom is now the grandmother. And so um, we actually just meet up on Christmas morning, and we exchange gifts on Christmas morning. We don't do the Christmas Eve tradition, which I really miss. It, it would be different without my grandparents here. Um, but actually, my family is like my core, my husband, my children. And I, if we could wake up somewhere else on Christmas, like just anywhere else, like just kind of like a um, home alone type deal every single Christmas, that's what we're thinking about doing to start a new tradition. We just want the the fun of it all. Just, you know, go to Florida. It's a little warmer, but still get that experience and, and just do different things. So we're looking forward to starting that next year. Mm, thank you for that. Welcome. And tell everybody um, how many kids you have, please. So we have five. Um, we have 22, 18, 17, 11, and six. And the six-year-old is our only girl. And we have a, a grandson. So she's outnumbered, she and I, but... <laughs> we're surviving (laughs) (laughs) thank you and i love thank you for adding that too about the experiences it's really the experiential aspect yeah 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 okay ellen how about you oh gosh i was listening to everybody else and thinking oh my gosh what are our traditions what were our traditions and you know because i feel like um we just sort of like do it i haven't really like i hadn't really like thought about it um until hearing the questions and sort of like listening to everybody else but in thinking about it i would say one of the things that's been historically a big deal is always large family gatherings Um, we celebrate hanukkah um and so um but what's interesting is that i think um so my mother passed away um 14 years ago and so i sort of took over being um what they call like the bella busta you know like the one that Mm -hmm. sort of keeps the family together and you know that kind of thing and so i make my latkes from scratch also and it is something that not only my children look forward to but i've been known to at different points um make large batches um of latkes and feed like the entire school kind of thing so my kids went to when they were little they went to a Waldorf school and in the third grade they studied the bible um and so then they do they walk through the different jewish holidays as part of that because they're studying the old testament not just um they're not really focusing on the new testament in the third grade but they're focusing on the old testament and so every time it was hanukkah time um it was laka time and ellen had a supply um you know the whole school um, no pressure. So, um, anyway, so now it's sort of expected, right, that when I make latkes, that I make enough to feed, like, whoever wants them. Um, and the thing that sort of has changed, my husband passed away six years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And so now I, my 19-year-old and 23-year-old son, we kind of have a new tradition of... Um, I would say they're like the men in the family now. And so I make sure every year I'm taking a picture of the two of them and yeah. it's to be able to like look back and see from year to year 
Um, and we did, we did family pictures before Annika time with, you know, my, um, the kids and my husband. And so we're sort of carrying that on, but it's a, it has a little bit of a different flavor to it, mm -hmm. so to speak, you know, because my husband isn't here. Um, and this is actually the first year since my husband passed away that I actually had lots of people over for the first night of Hanukkah. Um, and so I feel like I'm finally coming around and finally being able to come back to it can be open and, you know, we can include more people where, was, you know, for the past six years, it was hard and it was always just the three of us. Thank you for sharing that aspect. And I look forward to diving deeper into that. Um, when we had our pre-chat, again, everybody, this is just, this. these are starts of a conversation because within an hour, there's so much that we're going to touch on. But the whole idea of the holidays and how much it brings up um, and how stressful it can be and people who've gone through loss and many different scenarios that um, it's just very, you know, with COVID that went on and losing your husband and all of that. Thank you for pointing out that time where it's, it's taking you this long, this acknowledgement to get to a space where you're ready to be open again. Thank you, Hollis. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Kelly, I hope the sound is better. Is this any better? Uh, you sound really low. It's like a whisper. We went through this during the pre-chat. Um, before you had to disconnect the Bluetooth. Um, uh, and just you just plugged it directly into your phone. So hopefully, while we're figuring that out, I'll just give a little blurb about, we had a tradition, um, Marvin Greenblatt, what we did this was um, the Jewish elf. And this was what my parents created. And we'd be downstairs and we'd light the candles. And then he pulled up in his car and we had to go upstairs. And um, we ran upstairs. And then my dad would put on a heavy um, uh, accent or like a, um, <laughs> I'd say a Jewish accent. It wasn't Russian or it was just like a heavy um, accent. And um, like he was having a conversation with Marvin, who was asking about how the kids were and da, 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 da. Um, then my dad would say goodbye and we'll see you tomorrow. And then we come downstairs and there'd be gifts. And every time I was just like, come on. And my brother who was, uh, two years younger than me, be so excited. And one year they did get me <laughs> all of a sudden, um, we were sitting downstairs and before they told us to go upstairs, a headlights shown in the driveway and they said go upstairs and there were gifts at the door so um that was funny i was like how did that happen i asked my mom about it and she's like i don't remember <laughs> i don't remember what happened um we did marvin for a while when um the kids were younger and then that went so far um and then that petered out and now them being 19 and 22 we light candles and you know we do a gift here and there but it's it's not so much about that it's really about um spending the time together and experiences i would say so unfortunately kelly had to oh that makes me sad um okay so 
moving on to the next. And I so appreciate this, Karen, when we spoke before. Okay, everybody. So I'm going to put this sentence out here and I'd like you to fill in the blank. So during the holidays, what is your should? You should blank. I'll go because I'm the one who brought it up. Good, Gary. But in context of conversation, when when we when Hals and I were doing yes, the, thank you the, the pre-show, <laughs> um, and we were talking about what the topic is, I was like, you know, when we were kids, it was you should do something so like when i was a kid you should look nice because it's the holiday and i and and which by the way as a child drove me insane because i never liked to i went to yeshiva from first to fourth grade and i think that like gave me ptsd for like tights i'm not sure um so i never i just hated the fact that why do i have to dress up if i'm going to someone's house like i was that that was yeah that was me and i'm still like that at 54 but nonetheless so <laughs> so but now and i did do that initially with my kids when they were younger when we were going to like the sister-in-law's house you know for 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 thanksgiving or something and then i was just like you know what whatever and my whole thing was just look human you know what i mean like don't you know <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't show up in ripped jeans before ripped jeans were cool. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, can we look, can we look just like, not like we rolled out of bed and I'll go into grandma and grandpa's house. You know what I mean? Because I also understood that they appreciated it. But so like my, I would put my son in jeans. He hated jeans. So like wear sweatpants. I don't care. Like, that's what I mean by looking human. It was just like, if you want to wear sweatpants, put on a, a nicer shirt, just look semi-human semi-decent for the holiday and i kind of still have that inbred in me a little bit just not as deep as it was hmm. thank you for that explanation to put that totally in context uh that helped clear it up um yes ellen yeah so you know i can echo um what i just heard which was that's what the tradition was you had to get dressed up everybody had to look good but yet Hollis, I have to say, when I heard you throw that sentence out, the first thing that came to my mind, and I guess I was thinking very present, um, yes. the thought that came to my mind was, take care of you. That was like totally what came to my mind um, when I heard that, because the holidays, happy, sad, whatever, the holidays are very stressful, period. All the running around, all the prep, you know, getting together with family for good or bad, um, and I think that it's easy for us to forget to take care of ourselves um, and whatever that looks like, you know, for you, for somebody as an individual. Um, so anyway, that's what went through my mind. Yes. Thank you. Wonderful. Georgette. Yes. Ellen, you're so, you're so right. I was thinking as well, um, during the holidays, you should enjoy the moments big and small because I am uh, very guilty of getting overstressed for things that really don't need to be mm. sucking my energy <laughs> during mm -hmm. this time of year. Yeah. So I have to model that better year after year and I'm, I'm getting better at it. Um, but I also have to remind the people around me and my family too, you know, let's remember what this season is and, you know, let's not get caught up in the stuff and going here and there and all of that let's just kind of do what's important but the stress and as for being a coach that is like a big thing for me and every all year long but especially at the holidays for sure yes oh my gosh 
and we're going to get to Kyosha, but I just want to highlight at this point to kind of, we'll continue this conversation on these Hallmark moments, especially with all these Hallmark movies. <laughs> People want these magical moments. You want this, everything should be quote unquote perfect, whatever the hell that means. And um, we get caught up in missing the moments because um, we just get caught up in missing it because we have an idea of thinking what it should be, the shoulds. That's so funny because um, as both Ellen and Georgette were speaking, I, the first word that came to me when you said you should is rest mm. because that's not normally something we think about during the holiday season because everything is just so busy. Yeah. But um, as I get older, I'm I'm learning to really value rest and it's like, that's the first thing came the first first word that came to mind because right now I am in a season of rest and reflection like I'm I'm taking a look at 2022 and you know what are those things that I've actually learned and um what are those things that I'm grateful for the, what I'm grieving but also what I'm celebrating as far as gaining so rest is very important and I, I think we should between rest and taking care of yourself and those things is something that we should add. Now, when you guys did talk about the context, I was like, oh, well, one of the things that like, even like with getting dressed in that kind, like getting dressed up in that context, when I was growing up, it was like, you should spend the holidays with your family. Mm -hmm. And I now, I still value that. But, you know, sometimes as you get older, along your journey in life, you meet friends that become family. And mm. I'm okay with switching it up. Like, I, I family, sometimes with um, this one couple in particular, this one family, we've been through a lot of things together. I mean, more things together than we have with some of our family members. And so we've spent holidays together and just different celebrations together because... I mean, they're family too. So sometimes your friends become your family. But just off the top of my head, like the first thing I thought of was rest. And you know what? Spending time with people who you love and that value your time and value you as a person can sometimes feel like rest. So it's it's not all hectic and chaotic. So it, it still feels good. Oh my God. Thank you so much for bringing up that point of the separation of thinking, okay, yes, it's only for family, but then friends being family, you actually get to pick the people that you want to be in your space. Because as we know, and Ellen, I want to kind of dive into this is that the holidays are not a, not a time that are always so magical for everybody. Um, there's lots of emotions. There's lots that goes on during this time. So why don't you start us off, Ellen, in whatever maybe advice you would give or tips or tools on, because um, I know that when we originally spoke, you felt like you really wanted to touch on this. Yeah, thanks, Hollis. Um, yeah. And we sort of touched on some of the tips and to, you know, a few tips and tools already. I mean, when we talk about like self care, and I also think that your very beginning question of what are some traditions that you're carrying on and what are some new traditions. So I guess what I would say to kind of expand upon that piece for, um, for starters, would be that 
you know, when you've had a death, whether it's a spouse or a child or a parent or a grandparent or there's been a divorce or whatever, this is almost a perfect time to start to figure out what are some new traditions that you can um, embrace that bring you joy. So what I tell people is that you can be sad and have joy, maybe not in the exact same moment, but they can happen in the same space. So you can be sad that, um, so I'll just kind of talk about myself. I could be sad that my husband isn't here, but I can be joyful that we're able to celebrate the holiday, you know, with friends, with other extended family, you know, that we have the roof over our head, you know, things like that nature. So even in all the sadness, there is joy. Um, and I would say that another thing to keep in mind um, that would that I think is really important is that you don't need to get caught up. It's okay to say no. You don't need to get caught up in all the hustle and bustle of the holidays. Yeah. Um, because that can be added stress because then that kind of goes back to your, you know, your more recent question of the shoulds, right? Mm -hmm. So here I am feeling down and depressed because my husband's not here, you know, and I'm feeling, oh my God, I should do this. And it's about giving myself permission to say, no, I don't have to do this. It's okay to say that I can take a step back and that I can figure out what to do that is right and best for me and my children. Mm -hmm. Wow. I, I want to highlight and then see, see who else has anything to add to this. Um, this kind of like scale of emotions. Uh, I think it's just a beautiful point to recognize that you can have various emotions and all of that's okay. There's no wrong in any of this. And then giving yourself permission to say no and to take a pause, to take a step back and realize what's best for you and what's best for your family. I'd like to chime in on that because I have just, I've recently started speaking with a therapist who I am, I just love. And our conversations have been so helpful to me because I realized, and Hollis, you and I have spoken about this before, my friend that recently passed, I didn't yeah. know how, how much or the depth, I guess, as I can say, of grief that I was experiencing. Yeah. Um, and that that conversation of, you know, about having well experiencing many different emotions at the same time, because I was telling her that sometimes it feels like I'm going crazy. Like I'm, I'm sad one day, I'm crying. And then, you know, the, the you know, five minutes later, I'm fine. I'm around my kids. They make me feel. And she was like, and all of that. OK, there is. We spoke about two things and, I, and I've been speaking about it ever since she and I had this conversation. There's acceptance and there's avoidance. There are things that we avoid talking about going through because it, it just does not feel good, right? But then there's so much freedom in acceptance, accepting the fact that you are experiencing something. It is hard. It does not feel good every single day. And you know, even this the point of radical acceptance, just going the extra mile but going through something is not a bad thing. Experiencing diff many different emotions is not bad it, either. It, it just is what it is, but you go through them. Mm -hmm. You're not stuck in them. You're not 
you know, avoiding them so that you never start the process. But in order to heal, you have to actually go through it. So if you're going through many emotions, especially in the holiday season, it's okay. It's always good to surround yourself with people who are loving, who embrace you, who value you and, you know, to support you in that. But it's okay to feel all of those different things because you're just going through. Mm-hmm. You're not going to stay in it forever and you're not avoiding ever getting started. You're going through and you'll be okay. Right. Right. And I would add, you know, if it's a lifelong journey, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't ever really Absolutely. end. You know, mm-hmm. it just sort of changes and evolves as we change and evolve um, through time. And um, there's a, a, and I think you just kind of said this, um, it's, you know, I think an important two things, two points. One, it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and giving ourselves permission to not feel okay, you know, all the time, right? Um, the the commercial version of the holiday holiday time is everybody's happy, everybody's joyful, everybody, you know, up, up, up. Um, and that isn't, a, I would say that isn't a lot of people's reality. Um, and so... So I think that, you know, in our society, we don't really do a good enough job about talking about grief uh, and all the different emotions that are part of it. And the fact that, you know, grief doesn't go in any chronological order, right? It goes in a logical order for who we are and what our prior experiences and exposures have been. Um, And that's always changing and evolving, you know, as we are. Um, I love that. No chronological anyway. order, but a logical order. That, yes. that in itself is like a clear revelation because it it's not going to go in a logical. Yes, it's not linear. It's really not. It's kind of it like all over the place. And I just, and it's hard and it's, it's sometimes hard to talk about, but gosh, it's just, you know, you have to go through it and embrace it and and be okay with that, you know? And being and be okay not being okay. Exactly, be okay not that it's okay to not be okay. And you're right. I never thought about that before. But the commercials will have you thinking that the holiday season is just everybody's like jumping up for joy. They're buying Alexis and you know wrapping puppies in a bow, and it's just so beautiful. And everybody's sitting at the table. The reality for a lot of people is that is not the reality. A lot of people are hurting and missing people and. You know, it's um, yeah, and that's okay. It's okay Thank to- you, Kesha. And, and and the sad reality is, is the holiday time is one of the highest t- times for yep. rates of suicide. Yeah. You know, so I think that that's important to keep that in mind. I mean, I even have an extended family member um, who had a sibling pass away literally right before, like right at Thanksgiving time. Mm. You know, getting ready to get together you know, with all the family. It's been a couple of years now, but getting ready to get together with all the family. And she just couldn't get it together. She had all the presents wrapped. She had everything ready to go. And when they found her, I mean, everything was, was there. She was um, all the wrapped presents, everything. So, um, so I just kind of want to throw out that if anybody who's listening is struggling, um, that we do want to remember that the suicide hotline is 988 now. Um and that that is available if people need, um, you know, crisis support uh, and help. Yes, thank you for that, thank Ellen. You for that. 
and we're gonna yeah i want to i want to do it i do want to acknowledge somebody um put in here um we need to give ourselves permission to be human so thank you for that and then um let's go to karen and then georgia um i just first of all ellen that was just so beautifully shared and and i'm sorry for your loss and just thank you for that that was incredible um everything but that was just very vulnerable and i think we're all being very vulnerable today and i think that's amazing um yeah. because we're really going to help people in that respect but to the point of um grief so I, two different sides of it and and being okay not being okay my dad died 11 and a half years ago and um my kids were nine and five when he died and so when we would have the holidays you know we didn't actually have he died right before passover so we actually didn't have passover that year because i could i literally just couldn't do it um but we had hanukkah so it was, he died in april so we had a hanukkah a few months later and so we just kind of brought him with us and we would say grandpa would do this or stuff like that you know what i mean like he was kind of there with us um and anytime he used to sing the rolling stones so like the rolling stones just keep popping up every 11 years later. so it's like that kind of a thing we see the rolling stones so it's grandpa so we would talk about what he would do and brought that you know in my house and the other but the, the other point of grief and which is a little bit on the different scale um like i said my daughter's 21 and uh, she's graduating college in May and she lives in Delaware like that. She has a job. She has a boyfriend. She has like a life there. And mm -hmm. even though we live in Staten Island, that's her that's her home now. And so this, you know, she came in for the weekend this past weekend for a few days with her boyfriend and then she left Monday morning and it felt very final. So there's also the, the weird grief of your your kid. Um, flying, you know, spreading their wings and flying and coming back for the holidays and then leaving. Yes. And it's a really weird, it's incredible. It's a whole back to the feeling, the feelings thing that you guys, you know, you were talking about in the emotions. That's a different set of emotions, but it's, there's, there was, when she left, I was hysterical crying and it just felt very final. So it kind of, to your point earlier, you were talking about resting and being present and everything like that. That's the point we made. I made a huge point this weekend, number one, to be present. And I wasn't rushing through everything. And my father was also a photographer. So I just take pictures all the time to ad nauseum, but I made sure to take pictures of my kids, of like us, um, with my mom, you know, that kind of a thing, just to have it, you know, and I'd said to them, I just want to take it quickly and be done. And that's exactly what I did so then we could just enjoy the rest of the day. I love what you said, and thank you for bringing it up about this idea of another kind of loss. Um, and because I do think that a lot of people, you know, when we talk about loss and grief in our society, most people do equate it with death. Yep. And I love it that you um, are starting to bring up this idea that loss is about more than just death. And you're right. And when I do some of the writing that I've done, you know, I talk about how, you know, loss can be your child graduating kindergarten, your, your, your child graduating high school and going off to college. I mean, I know for me, for example, when my 23 year old left home for the first time to go off to college, it was horrible for both of us. He didn't want to go. He was so afraid to leave me and his brother, you know, um, after my husband had passed away. And my husband, by the way, passed away during Passover um, as well. And we have a hard, very hard time celebrating Passover. In fact, we had to put off my husband's funeral um, for several days because he died like at the tail end of Passover. And we couldn't do his funeral um, right then. We had to wait for Passover to be over. 
Um, and that's, you know, that has its own things. But yeah, so I think it's really important when we're talking about grief that there is the death, there is the divorce people typically think of, but there's a whole host of other losses um, that we experience in life. And holidays can trigger any of it and all of it. Thank you. Georgette. Yes. I First of all, I feel like I now know a handful of amazing people just by being here today because I love being with like-minded people and it helps me to help my clients and help my own family and everything. So I appreciate that. But I mean, I just have to say, I wrote down all these things and then they were said and I wrote down more, but the it's okay not to be okay and to celebrate differently is probably at the top of my list. Um, and that is a huge stress reducer for me personally. Um, and I've helped friends. I have friends who have lost spouses, friends who have gone through divorces, money issues, all of it. Again, it's not just a death. Um, my own child went to college this fall. That was me, my only child. That was something I never expected to go through like that. And it was really hard. And so um, I love that you know, the message is just to be open, that not everything has to look, feel, and taste the same every single year. And your stress level can really go down quite a bit if you're, if you're open to that and if you teach your kids that and you model that for other people. So um, I love this group. Love it. Oh, Georgia, thank you so much. And so happy that you're here. And so many wonderful things are really being brought up and this is thank you for bringing that up about like basically being an empty nester and that whole when your kids are getting older this is a whole thing these are this is why we're having these conversations because it doesn't get well maybe it does in other spaces but it really it needs to be the conversation that happens where it gets talked about where um, in real terms of how things feel and how you navigate your way through it, because there isn't just one way to go through it, but there is that commonality I see of, of breathing, of relieving yourself, of saying that everything's going to be okay. It's okay not to be okay. Um, the permission to say no, all of these tools that we can put in our toolbox for self-care, um, to navigate our way through these situations. Because as parents, I find for me, it's all new. Like all these moments are new and kind of like when my kids, even now at the age that they're at, they look at me and it's kind of like, what do we do next? I'm like, I'm not sure. I haven't had to do this before. <laughs> so let's take a breath and let's figure it out. Um, and go from there. So one thing I want to touch on too, which made me think of how we deal with things in a different way is um, our, my mom's birthday was December 18th. She just turned 80 and this was a big kind of scary birthday for her. So um, she was like, I just want to go away. I want, it's during the holidays, all this kind of time. I just want to go away and have a family trip. My dad's been gone for 19 years and Long story short, we decided to uh, take a vacation um, leaving in January when times are kind of quieter. It's not all the hectic rush of, of airplane flights being more expensive and all this kind of stuff. Um, and that we would go away mid-January and his birthday was January 18th and that we would be in a beautiful place for his birthday and celebrate my mom, celebrate him. 
And that is something new that we haven't done before. And we are so excited. So it's this looking at things from a new lens and how you incorporate them. We talk about my father all of the time. My daughter's always like, oh my God, I wish I knew him. He was, she was only months when he passed. And, but she feels like she knows him because we literally talk about him every day <laughs> as if he were here because we want, we want the kids to know, to know him. Hollis, I think that is so beautiful. And thank oh, you thanks. for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I guess I kind of want to segue to a different, a little bit off of this, and I want to explore the idea of presence. I'm, all I'm going to say is homemade or bought. Is there a preference? This year we're taking the route of experience. Um, my daughter, I mean, my daughter's six, so she is into toys. I, but I told my mom and my sisters, I'm like, get her one toy. Like this whole, you know, um, every Christmas there's like, so many toys that she's unwrapping and I kid you not within a month or two something's broken a piece is lost like it's, it's just something so I'm like you know what we we are doing experiences something um an instance where we can create a memory but also we're buying them clothes because they need clothes um we do arts and crafts already like um she's gonna paint and my 11 year old they're gonna paint some things for my mom because we paint for therapy reasons just sometimes to just like slow things down mm -hmm. the kids and i sit at the table and we paint so we're gonna do some arts and crafts for gifts for my mom but i love the idea of experiences and and just being able to look back and go oh i remember like hollis what y'all are doing for um with your mom Mm -hmm. just being able to create that memory together and, and take some pictures and, you know, laugh and stuff you can look back at in a year and just go, I remember when we did those things. So that's, that's where we're, we're really targeting, um, really moving forward, not just this holiday season, but moving forward. Yeah. I'd love that. Laugh, create memories, take pictures. Yes. Thank you. I have to be honest, I wish we did that. I'm not even kidding you. I really wish we did that. I think that's such a genius idea. And it prob and I, I would say probably um, is it more ingrained in their head than an actual gift is. Um, but we, when my kids were little and they were in school and they would make me homemade gifts, I lived for those things. I mean, and think about it. We did it too. I mean, we all did the macaroni art and stuff. I, I know I did anyway. Uh -huh. Um, and my mom still has some of these stuff. She's 81, but it was like hysterical, but you know, we did, it was like Toys R Us blew up in my house. It was like insane. And it was like, we'd have to rotate toys and everything like that. So I, I wish we had done, you know, looking back, I'm glad we did it, but I mean, I wish we would have thought better about homemade gifts or, you know, my, my kids used to do coupons, yeah, the macaroni necklaces, you know, the coupon books and stuff like that, which I loved. I think homemade gifts, it comes, not to say that toys don't come from the heart, but I think homemade is just different. You know what I mean? It just comes from the heart. It's, it's really thought out. It's really that kind of a thing. And the toys are, it's a beautiful thing and whatnot, but, you know, eventually they grow out. Whereas the coupons, and I remember the coupons. I remember all those things that my kids gave. Or even my daughter gave me a planner over the weekend. 
which you know which i need one and i use it and they gave me the bg's number one and i was like oh my god i love disco so like it was like perfect gift so i mean when it really means something homemade or not i think that's really really awesome but the experiences i love and i see so many here so many more people doing the experiences lately than just the gifts which i think is just i think that's going to take off and I just want to point out too, and then Georgette, then you'll go. I, I think it's important to recognize that so often, Karen, it's like it's removing the guilt from things. When the kids were younger, it was very much about there was a lot about the presence. And then as they got a little bit older, then we were like, okay, it's more about experiences. Um, and then giving them something very specific, like we just, our daughter bought herself a sewing machine. And then I went on market place and I found she loves vintage. I found like a vintage table that she could put her sewing machine on. So that being like maybe the one gift that she gets for Hanukkah, she's like, that really means something because now she can, when she uses it all, then she can sit at it every day and it has a function. It has a true meaning and a heart. So I think there's a, I just wanted to point out there's a releasing of a guilt per se that we might hold over something. Um, Georgette. Yes, I agree with the experiences um, at this point in my life with, with our child. Um, it's so much easier to plan, anticipate, and, and do an experience um, such as we've done some smaller trips and just some little things other than gifts because this year I've already declared to everyone that we don't need gifts next year and it's not really a good idea because I seem to be the only one that's spending a lot of energy thinking about it. So mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I mm -hmm. think, you know, and I have the, you know, I've always had the child who played with the box, something came in. So luckily, you know, there's, there's not that big material attachment. Um, but I love it when there's an experience um, instead of stuff. And as Matthew's gotten older, the stuff has gotten more expensive. So you're right. It doesn't need to be a whole bunch of things. It's more about the meaning of it. So I have to remind myself not to get all stressed out that things have to be, you know, the presents have to be the same number and everything that they used to be when he was smaller. Cause that's, again, things have shifted and changed. So I have to mm -hmm. move my mindset in that direction too, which in turn is good for everybody in my house. Mm. Thank you for that. You just made me think too that it just took me back to when we would go down the shore for a week um, and there'd be the packing and there'd always be an argument. <laughs> and the kids finally were old enough to say, you stress us out. <laughs> you make it like all of this has to be done in a certain way. And I thought that I was being effective, but at the same time I was being annoying and I was putting more pressure on the situation. Um, so once I heard that at first, it's kind of like a little tough love. And then it's like, oh, okay, I heard you. Yeah, you're exactly right. I'm stepping back. And from that point on, it was much better. So thank you, Georgette. Um, Ellen, how about you? Um, so, you know, so for me, the holidays for me are more about what is the holiday really about? What is the, um, I'm not sure what that noise is. <laughs> um, that was weird. <laughs> um, but for me, it's more about, you know, like talking about the history of the holidays. And um, we do do like, um, like one, I guess, bigger, more meaningful gift in theory. 
um, but it is definitely more about the togetherness. And of course, Hanukkah Gelt, um, which is a little bit of cash. For those that know what Hanukkah Gelt is, um, is always a good thing. But um, my kids are certainly at the point where they don't need a whole lot. And for me, it is more about the togetherness and doing things that hopefully they will want to then carry on um, when they have their own families and even after I'm gone. So it's the family dinner, it's the making the latkes from scratch, for example. Um, and like this year, we actually put a brisket on our smoker and it was more than a 24 hour adventure. But it's the kind of thing, maybe not smoking it for more than 24 hours, but the brisket, you know, it was like a food that my husband would have enjoyed in addition to it. And I make my own applesauce in, from scratch. So for me, it's more about just the, the togetherness um, and just honoring what is Hanukkah, the real meaning behind the holiday. What is it really all about? Ooh, Can I that. just interrupt Thank for a you. second and say, Ellen, I'm coming on next year for Hanukkah? Okay, that's all. <laughs> You're right. more than welcome. We, in, in my house, no kidding. Um, and the kids will tell you this, we have an open door policy and everybody knows which door is the open door. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love, because what you're saying is it's not about the fluff. What you right. mentioned, Kiosha, it's not about wrapping the Lexus in a bow and the puppies. You're talking about the real tradition of what the holiday is and actually gathering together to be in it. Yes. What a concept. Just, yeah, what a concept. Whew. Okay, so as we're getting to the top of the hour, I wanted to make sure we talked about this, and I'm sad that Kelly is not here to talk about this because she brought it up because one of her um, uh, one of her children is autistic and I thought it was just a imp really important point to bring up about what plans do you have in place when there is not a routine because so often during the holidays school is off um, you might be traveling family might be coming in you might be going to family you might there's just routines often change. So would anybody like to kind of start this off and go from there? I'm happy to. Um, and, and when I heard you, you know, Hala say that, I thought, well, wait a minute. Um, we still try to keep somewhat of a routine in my house anyway, just because I know um, that, you know, vacation from school, for example, is only 10 days. And if I don't keep the routine, for example, to some degree, like as close to regular bedtime as possible, um, as close to the same wake up time as possible, we may do things a little bit differently within that amount of time between bedtime and, and um, or between morning and bedtime time. But I know that if I don't hold some of these things, um, st you know, stable, then we're going to have trouble <laughs> when mm -hmm. it's time to go back to the more formal routine. So I would say that some structure, but some flexibility within that structure um, is ideal. Thank you. Anybody I'm the exact else? opposite. Like literally the exact opposite. Of that, I mean, like shit hits the fan. Like seriously, like <laughs> my son was arguing with me, like, literally 16 years old, 
11th grade. Why do I have to go to school tomorrow? And he's arguing me about going to school tomorrow. We're just going to watch movies. I'm like, that was the best part. Like, I don't understand why you don't like this. Um, Because he just doesn't want to get up. But, like, the minute the break happened, because, and I can tell you why. I actually can tell you why. I work, because I used to work in corporate in advertising. When I went back to work when my daughter was 10 weeks old. And so I've been, I was always a, a corporate working mom. So when the, when this time of year came around, I was so excited to sleep in myself. Right. I'm right. not going to lie. I'm totally serious. And now that I'm a full-time entrepreneur, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't have to get up at six o'clock in the morning on Monday. Sweet. You know what I mean? Like, no, like, like I, you know, I value my sleep. I'm not going to lie. And so so for me, it, but I did when it's when they were younger, and even now I'm like, you know, what's your plan? Like I was all about going to the Woodbridge Mall on Monday and going shopping with my son. He's like, and he wants no part of it. I'm like so sad about it, but like I'm like I'll go myself. But like that was we used to do that as a tradition, not even about the holiday. Like the day after Christmas, we would go to the mall and spend the money we got for the holidays. Mm-hmm. But you know, beyond that, it just kind of like. I would try to make plans with them when they were little just to take them out because I had all this guilt about working and not spending time with them or whatever. And when I realized it was great and it was lovely, but it was adding more stress that didn't need to be added. So maybe I would do something here and there, but it was really about pajama days are also awesome. So yes. it was really, you know what I mean? It was really about whatever happens, happens. We can try to make plans to see people we maybe don't see often or something like that. But for the most part, there was no alarms set until january whatever day they had to go back after the new year like yeah i was gonna say i guess i need to clarify my alarm is my dog and she doesn't know that it's vacation time (laughs) (laughs) and so right and so i have to stay on regardless of anybody else i have to stay on the same schedule i would love to be able to sleep in honestly (laughs) but i've got a i've got an animal alarm clock so (laughs) Totally hear that. Yeah. Um, Georgette or Kiosha, do you have anything to say on that? Um, my big thing is rest. Rest does not mean sleeping the entire time we're off because I'm also a teacher. So I'm, I'm needing to recharge so that I can successfully go to the second half of my school year. <laughs> but we really rest more um, as a family pretty big deal and do some things like we did a puzzle yesterday I haven't done a puzzle in a very very long time little things like that that are easy and that just kind of slow things down we still get a lot done you know for other things but that's huge for us is is the rest factor for sure I have to agree with that it's the same thing here Um, having all athletes and that all play fall sports and moving just so much through the fall season and with the schedule of dropping off, picking up, you know, practices and all these different things. By the time here, they have a, a two and a half week break, winter break. Okay. So that, that first week is pretty much do what you want. I mean, mm-hmm. at the, with, within reason, I mean, they're not staying up till five o'clock in the morning, but we are a little bit more relaxed cause it's a, We've just been moving so much, so it's rest for us, and it's rest for me, too, because now I don't have to, you know, wake up to take them to school, and I work from home still. I don't have to wake up extra early, and my husband is a little bit more relaxed with his schedule and can move things around, so that first week is total fun. That second week, we start getting back on the, you know, on the routine because the 
that little half week that we have, which I hate that they make them go back to school like on a Wednesday. God, um, yeah. That 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 week is crucial. Like if we don't set any boundaries or get back to the routine the week before, then it's going to be hard the week of. But for the most part, at the beginning, it's like everyone takes a deep breath and we're just diving into movies and, you know, and just taking a break for a little bit. Yeah, switching up the routine. So we are at the top of the hour, but I feel called to maybe just take an extra five minutes because I want to address this in that, especially if anybody has um, an autistic child or any kind of special needs or just somebody who's extraly sensitive to just understand that from my perspective, our, um, our son is a high functioning Asperger's, but it was just very much about having discussions before we went into spaces to be able to kind of give a plan. We can't control everything, but it's kind of saying, this is what you can expect. And if this happens, what can we do? Um, Kelly, who isn't here, uh, said that she literally has, you know, noise canceling headphones that she has for her son and for herself and <laughs> to be able to go to the bathroom and escape um, when she needs to. But I just think it's very important to have an awareness and know who your child is and what your child needs or what the adult needs to be able to be in a situation. And um, I guess for the word is just coming to me for it to go as well, to be as successful as possible in that situation that could be a stressful situation. I don't know if anybody else has anything to add to that. I do a little bit. Hannah had some, the six-year-old, she had some um, speech delays. She literally didn't start speaking full sentences until she was maybe right at five and so sometimes expressing herself can be a little difficult i mean she's she's speaking much better her language is much better but um sometimes i find myself in certain situations even when we're out in public and it just happened today so it's funny that you asked that because um i kind of pat myself on the back a little bit instead of i i at first i would normally go into this super sad state of like, oh, my baby, you know, and just feel so awful about the fact that she struggles to express herself sometimes, especially when she's very emotional. Mm. But today, um, you know, sometimes like when she's around other kids and we were in the, we were in the store together and she was around other kids that was, and she they were telling their mom a story, it was two kids. And then she wanted to tell me a story. She's like, hey, mommy, let me tell you this story. And she started telling me the story, but she couldn't, she started getting kind of frustrated because she couldn't find all the words to tell me the story. Mm -hmm. And I literally stepped out of line and just brought her to a place in the store that wasn't crowded. There weren't very many places that weren't crowded. But just to give her my attention for that moment and then say, listen to her as long as it took her to, I mean, all through the ums, um, um, like really trying to, think about what to say but just pausing in that moment and then telling her that it's okay it's okay if, if you can't find all the words right now and sometimes I have to fill in the words because I know that's what she's trying to say and if it's not she'll tell me no mommy not that you know mm -hmm. and then you know but just to pause and there were a lot of people walking around us but we went to the shoe section and sat on that little bench with the mirror 
and I gave her my attention. And so I'm finding myself um, doing that more to um, just so that she knows that she's okay. There's nothing wrong with her. She's not missing anything. It just takes her a little longer to express herself. So it's, yeah, that preparation um, for conversation is what I'm finding myself kind of doing with her. I hope that answers the question because that, that was an emotional moment today. So, um, yeah, but I'm having to do that more. It's not so much about the holidays, but just just period. Like we're going in public places with her and just telling her it's okay if she needs to talk to me right now. I'll stop and really hear her through like everything that she has to say. Thank you for sharing that, Kiosha. And I think what's so important about that is it isn't, it, it's about the patience. It's about the slowing yeah. down in general, just this us slowing down because as parents, we get so busy and we get so caught up in, well, we got to do this and go here and do this and do that. But it's the taking the breath and um, whatever situation is, whatever time of the year it is, and actually be present for our child. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Georgette, and then Karen, and then we will close out. Yeah, those that was really, really good to hear. I don't have that situation um, with, with a special need or with someone, you know, a, a child who needs that extra reminder. However, I do give the reminder of being present and that's something as well Kiyosha had just said. Um, no matter where we are, we're going to give all of our attention. And if we're, when we're going to this person's house, the phones are not out because kids, as you all know, that's what they do. And I'll say, you, you need to look at people. You need to be there and, and not think about the next thing or the next place. So being present is a skill that I wish more kids would, would practice as well. And more adults, too. So I kind of pulled that from from what I just heard from Kiosha, and um, I think that's kind of my little thing before we go anywhere is is a nice reminder to that so we can enjoy things and, and be with people. Yeah, thank you, Karen. Okay, I'm like, I feel like I've just been covered with a blanket. I have just like this warm feeling. It's like amazing. I just want to point that out. Oh, um, mm. it feels so good. Um, but to the I don't. I, neither one of my children has special needs, but my son is extreme. He has ADHD and he's extremely, extremely sensitive. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when we see my in-laws on the holidays, so my sister-in-law's husband is not Jewish. So we do Christmas day there and we do Thanksgiving with them. We don't see them often throughout the year. My father-in-law could tend to say things um, that upset my son that he doesn't take kindly to, mm-hmm. um, that my father was trying to do in jest, but he doesn't necessarily love. So preparing, but you know, there's sometimes you can't prepare for certain things, like what people are going to say or do, you know what I mean? So like yeah. I've had conversations with him before we've gone there about, you know, walk away or, or if it really bothers you to say something, you know, not in a mean way, obviously, but you know, to say that it's bothering you or something like that, because you, you're walking into situations that sometimes are unknown. Um, and, and you just have to have like a plan of action. Yes. A better way to put it. You know what I mean? So I used to tell him to, you know, and I even said to him, I even gave him options. I'm like, you know what? We don't have to go. And I, I told them flat out, I'm like, listen, if it's really going to stress you out to the point that it's 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 going to be harmful to you, then we'll not go. And this year, my husband and I are actually separated 
and I, I, you know, and Thanksgiving and Christmas, I said, obviously you go with dad because it's his side of the family, you know, my husband's side of the family. And I'm like, do you want to go? I gave my son, even though it's 16, I said, it's up to you. There's no obligation. There's no anything, you know, and he, he went for Thanksgiving and it was fine, but it's also giving that out. I feel like too, because back to the shoulds, right. You don't, we don't have to, it's, we don't have to stress ourselves out to see these people if they're not going to bring us joy period yeah. and sentence, holidays or not. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And that that's what is that's why these conversations are so important. It's setting people up in having that conversation about what grandpa might say that it might be hurtful. And especially as they get older, these conversations can be had and understood so much better. So thank you for sharing that. And before we say goodbye, Ellen, did you want to say anything? No. Um, uh, I, all I want to say is thank you. And it's been, um, um, I love this conversation. And like you said at the beginning, Hollis, we probably could talk another hour, um, on this topic and, um, yeah, so I'm grateful for this opportunity and I appreciate you and I appreciate everybody in this group. Thank you. Thank you, Ellen. Same. So to close out, I just so appreciate everybody on this panel who is here being vulnerable, sharing your stories. Thank you so, so much. And everybody joining us live, listening to the replay, thank you so much. We know that you could be spending your hour a with doing anything, a little bit more than an hour doing anything. And we're so happy that you chose to spend it with us. These conversations are all about just ex expansion and exploration and sharing the whole, it's not in the manual. It wasn't in the manual, the art of parenting your own way. So um, uh, that is to find out more information, uh, go to it wasn't in the manual at gmail.com. There is a link for you to sign up to be on the mailing list. We have monthly podcasts on all different topics. And in 2023, we're going to have a forum space with conversations and blog posts and to be able to open up and just expand on these conversations. So in this holiday season, we wish you so much ease. We wish you so much rest, <laughs> taking time for you and understanding that you can create it however you want to create it. There's no one way. So wherever you are listening in the world, we wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, and look forward to talking again soon. So goodbye, everybody. Well, that was an inspiring conversation. This space is all about exploring the topics of parenthood that you will not find in any book, but it is real life experiences from all different experiences from parents. Our website will be launching in January 2023. So to get on the mailing list and be in the loop with all that is being created for you, just go to it wasn't in the manual at gmail.com. There is no manual, which is the adventure. Be talking to you soon. Mm -hmm.